0: Hey, it's Leah, and in this episode, I am sharing three learning activities to try this year. These are learning activities I really enjoy doing as a teacher, and I also find that they're highly engaging for the students and teachers that I work with. They are activities that work well for a variety of grades and subjects, so they're really flexible, and they're also uh, ones that work well for Tech Infusion. As a tech coach, that's always something that I am looking to integrate effectively. Welcome to KG Education's Cultivating Connection podcast, enlightening conversations and guided meditations to inspire and connect educators. I'm Leah Obak. And I'm Devon Caldwell. We're the Kenton Girls, and together we make up KG Education. Through interviews and self-care practices, we'll share our passion for professional learning, wellness, and community to cultivate connections for educators everywhere. We believe that teachers are stronger and more impactful educators when they're connected and cared for, and it's our mission to support you with teaching, technology integration, and teacher wellness. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and our website at kgeducation.ca. Connect with us, we'd love to hear from you. And now for the most recent episode of our podcast. So for this episode, I just wanted to share some of my tried and true learning activities that I really enjoy, that I find students really enjoy, and that work well for a variety of grades and subjects. Lots of these things are activities I've done several times with different groups And I've developed resources to go with them. So you'll definitely want to visit the show notes at kgeducation.ca slash episode 27 so that you can grab all of the accompanying resources. One activity I think you should try this year uh, is book snaps. Maybe these are new to you or maybe it's something you've done before that you might want to revisit. So book snaps put a twist on traditional reader response activities. The idea is that students snap a picture of what they're reading When they kind of have a reaction to the text, and then they add a caption and some emojis to document their thoughts, feelings, or reaction. This is something I learned about from Tara Martin, and she's got lots of great resources. Um, I really like that it allows students to share their ideas and connections to a text in a more visual way, incorporating their digital design skills plus their reading skills. And it's interesting, sometimes when I do this with students, they have a hard time shifting away from comprehension, like telling me what the text is about, to their reaction and their connections to the text. So it's a good activity to kind of push kids to uh, think about their reaction to the text, think about their emotions and how that text affects them as they read it. The activity works well with all ages and can be done um, with a variety of texts. It could be a picture book, a novel, a nonfiction text, a magazine, a textbook, a research article, uh, just about anything. Um, There are lots of technology tools that work uh, well for this as well. I have done them with a Google slide or a PowerPoint slide. I've done them in Canva or Seesaw depends what you have access to, but any tech tool that will allow you to combine basically uh, an image with text box and ideally some emojis that will work for this. Uh, I like to begin when I'm introducing this activity with reviewing some examples with students, either ones that I've made or ones that my students have made that I have permission to share. And from there, we co-construct criteria of what the essential elements of a book snap are. Next, I like to model how to create a book snap using whichever tech tool we've selected for the activity. Then I give them some time to read, knowing that this is their task, and ask them to pick out a part that resonates with them. Again, I'm asking them to watch for a part that makes them think, feel, wonder, have a connection. And then once they have found that part that they want to use in their text, they can grab a device and design their book snap to meet our criteria. I have also created um, a rubric for this that matches our Manitoba English Language Arts curriculum, and that's available at kgeducation.ca slash booksnaps. Uh, And you could also edit it to fit the curriculum wherever you teach. Uh, So I think that um, this is an activity worth trying in your, your classroom. If you need any suggestions or help as you get going, Uh, please reach out and also check out all of the resources and examples that uh, I've shared in the show notes are linked out to a variety uh, of different resources. Another activity that I find works really well with learners is a scavenger hunt. Uh, They're a great way to have students apply their skills and knowledge by finding examples of whatever concepts they've been working with And again, you can adapt this for any grade level and subject because you customize the list of scavenger hunt items to whatever your learners have been working on. So all you need to do is identify the list of concepts or topics or uh, skills that you want your students to find or demonstrate and put the list of items into a template. So for example, you might ask your students to find a four-digit number, examples of multiplication, an increasing pattern, And then students might hunt for those in their notebook, their textbook, around the classroom, around the school, or even outdoors if it's appropriate. The activity tends to involve some movement, so I really like that added benefit of getting my kids up and moving around the classroom. Uh, One tool that I really like doing this with is Seesaw. I just think for our learners to be able to open the camera app and take pictures, they can annotate or circle things with the, the pen tool or take a video. There's just lots of options. Um, But you can also set up a template uh, in something like Book Creator, Google Slides, Microsoft PowerPoint slides, um, or if your students are older, the Goose Chase app is also worth taking a look at. There are lots of ways to do the digital scavenger hunt. So besides math concepts, uh, I've seen students do like text features scavenger hunt where they look for different parts of a book. I have seen 3D shape scavenger hunt. I've seen color scavenger hunt. You can do almost anything that your students um, can can find. So I would say tailor your list to what you've been working on. It can be a good review tool um, or even you can use it as uh, an introduction to a new topic and just see what those students can identify. I would give them the chance to look up concepts uh, if you're going to do it that way. And in the show notes, I have linked out to a whole blog post of resources on this. I've got templates that you can use. So I would again recommend uh, finding those templates so that you could get started with this uh, right away if it is something you'd like to try. A third activity I think that you should try last year is one that is relatively new to me. I have been sharing uh, recently on social media, if you've been following along, about hexagonal thinking. So this summer, I listened to uh, an episode of the Brave New Teaching podcast that had Betsy Potash as a guest. And she was sharing about this strategy called hexagonal thinking. And I kind of am surprised that I am just learning about this strategy because it's super simple but super powerful It uh, meets my criteria for working with lots of different subjects and grade levels. So as a technology coach, I've been able to take this into different classrooms and use it in different ways. The idea is that students receive or create a set of hexagons that have different topics, vocabulary, or ideas on them that can be related to uh, a unit, a theme, a book you're reading, uh, or a project you're about to do, and the student's are going to rearrange the hexagons so that related concepts are touching. So any concepts that uh, have a side of their hexagon shared should be related and your students should be able to explain their connections for any hexagons that are connected. Uh, This strategy can be done with digital hexagons. Uh, So I just made some to move around on a Google slide or you can physically print them out and have students manipulate them on their desk or on the floor It could be done uh, as a whole group if everyone can see them, a small group, in partners, or individually. And then there's some different ways that students can document their connections. So if they're doing this digitally, they might add some text boxes and arrows to explain the connections. Uh, I would suggest picking like three or five connections if you have a lot of concepts, because otherwise I feel like you might overdo it and uh, kind of bore students of explaining Uh, I do tend to listen in and and ask students questions as they're moving them around and have them just orally justify why they've connected things. Uh, They could also, if you're doing this digitally, do a screen recording and just record their screens so that they can kind of point to different areas of their hexagonal thinking activity. Um, One tip that I have, if you want to have your hexagons pre-made and ready to go, is to use the bulk create feature in Canva. I will, in the show notes, link to a short little video reel that I made of that and then just download them with transparent backgrounds and import them uh, onto a slide in Google Slides or PowerPoint. That has worked really well for me. You could also import them into Seesaw if that's your tool um, or print them out if you're going to be doing it physically. So this activity has worked really well for me. It got kids... Um, Talking whether they did it, I've had them do it in partners or individually, and just like talk to the person beside them about how they're connecting them. And I, I think it's a great strategy that I will continue to use. So, a big shout out to Betsy Potash and the Brave New Teaching Podcast for giving me a new strategy. Uh, fourteen years into my career, I always appreciate when I discover something new, uh, that is uh, a solid strategy I can continue using. So three new things to try in your uh, classroom or your coaching practice this year. You'll definitely want to visit kgeducation.ca episode 27 to get a summary of these ideas. And then there's lots of links there to templates and resources that are already made for you to use in your classroom. And of course, if you have any questions, please reach out to us uh on social media or via email and i would be happy to help you get started with one of these activities in your classroom hey have you heard about our teacher success squad community this community is for early career educators in their first five years of teaching we meet via zoom on the second tuesday of each month to ask questions share ideas and get support we've created a huge dashboard of resources based on questions and topic ideas from teachers in those first five years. If you're interested in learning more about what we do, visit kgeducation.ca slash successquad, and feel free to reach out to us with a message or a direct message on social media, and we'll set you up with a free community call so you can check out what we're doing. We'd love to have you there. Thank you so much for tuning in today. You can find more information about today's topic in the show notes. If you know another educator who'd enjoy this podcast, please share it with them. And give us some feedback too. We'd appreciate your rating and review in the app you're using to listen to this. Keep growing, learning, and taking care of yourself. The world needs educators like you.